Hi everyone and happy, happy week of Thanksgiving. I'm giving you this quick Facebook Live teaching talking about creating lasting change. I'm setting this down kinda as an Ebenezer Stone, a marker as we move into 2020. So if you're planning to uh, hang out with us, do Revving the Word, um, do our new fitness challenge that's coming, sign up start December 9th, it's coming soon, so get ready for that. But if you're planning on continuing to go down this road with us, I would ask you to please listen to this message today. Um, there's such goodness to be found here for you to have change that lasts. Now it won't be perfect, but this kind of change is meant to last. And if you put into practice what I'm teaching today, and I'm probably going to do a couple of teaching series on this, but um, you will find yourself with a new sense of self. How about that? How about that? We don't need a new us. We need a new sense of us, a new felt presence of us, a new way to walk and live and be in these bodies. Our souls need something new. So check out this teaching today about lasting change, how to create lasting change. And um, I thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for being who you are and how you bless us with your donations. Thank you for being partners with us. We have a big, big vision for 2020. <laughs> Who doesn't for 2020? And you are helping us make that happen. So thank you so much. And I say once again to you, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Peace. Hi, Facebook Live. Well, hi, Facebook Live. Yes, this is Facebook Live. Hi, Facebook friends of Revelation Wellness. My name is Elisa Keaton. It's been a while since I've popped back here, but hey, no time like the present, especially as we are approaching the holidays, day before Thanksgiving, no, two days before Thanksgiving. We're gonna be into the holiday season before you know it. And then before you know it, we're in 2020, those goals are coming and all that good energy and vibes around making change. So today, hi, as you're coming in, hi, Joni, hi, Jody. hi, Stephanie. Today I wanna to talk about, you guys, this feels really exciting to me, really, really exciting to me. I'm sure I've done some teachings before, there's been some podcasts about making change, creating new habits, but this one really, um, it's personal to me because I get it. So if you're someone who you find yourself, you're still doing the thing you don't wanna do. You're in the same pattern, you feel stuck, you almost feel like a little bit crazy. Like why, that's the definition of insanity, doing same thing, hoping for new results. And here's the thing, especially for us here at Revelation Wellness, this is a God first thing. Uh, love God, get healthy, be whole, love others. We're saying our body is part of this story and some things go on inside of us that we can't even put words to. There are things inside of you that you can't even put words to. And that's why when you go for a walk or a run or when you just take time to sit in the sun and feel the heat on your face, like there's a sense, a felt sense of presence that comes. There's something that shifts you towards hopefulness or a sense of peace. Well, that's just this unknown space, this unseen space of who you are inside of you, your soul, the garden inside of you connecting back to the place for which you were made. You were made for God's love. You were made for connection with him. All healing requires connection. And we are all in process of healing, healing our minds, healing our emotions, healing our bodies. There's a lot of things that come against our bodies. So whenever I pop into your feed, we're talking about that holistic gospel, about embodying the gospel completely. The good news 
faces straight on bad news that gets stuck in us. And here's the thing, if you still find yourself doing things over and over, you're frustrated, there is a way. And today, I've never done this teaching before. This is brand new to me because I have, I have taught you part of these things before. I have, I've done portions of this, but I've not gone down to a deeper place of where I know this, uh, what my time of study and in God's word and seeking a lot of uh, information and education in neuroscience, which has been amazing. The whole neuroscience study has opened up such a door for us to understand more about our bodies. The body is just going along for the ride, everyone. The body is very neutral. It's super neutral. It's a container. It just depends on what you put in it, right? Like it's the, the container is neutral. What I put in the thing is what changes the effects of how I am going to live or think or feel. So the body's neutral, but what's inside? And now that we're able to start understanding the brain a little bit more, we have hope. <laughs> we actually can get some neurogenesis, some neuroplasticity around having new thoughts about our body, new thoughts about your patterns that you do, okay? So as you're coming in, let me know if this teaching is something that's gonna like be for you and if it's someone to share it with, be sure to comment or share and let them know, like watch this teaching. Uh, if you're someone that's frustrated and you feel stuck, and you are ready for a new way. That's what I'm excited to talk to you about today. And I'm also, this, this could be a two-part teaching, but I'm laying a foundation for 2020. I'm laying a foundation for all the things I'm gonna be talking about in our new weight loss, our, our new fitness challenge, which is called Weight Loss God's Way 30 Days. That is coming in Dece on December 9th. You can join, short amount of time to join, because we'll all start on January 6th, and that is for any donation amount gets you in for the 30-day challenge. So if you're liking what you're going to hear today, if you like what you hear, be sure to come back and sign up for that. It's any donation amount gets you into the challenge. And we're going to be talking a lot of this stuff of really looking at fitness, weight loss, food, everything again in light of God's word. But the, the, the foundation that we're going to build it on is going to be very different than I think any time before. So I'm really, really excited about that. Okay. You're coming in and you're telling me where you are because I love, and by the way, just if you want the best out of me real time, give me questions. I'll try to do my best to see them, but those questions make this real for us. Like if you're just sitting there observing, that's one thing and that's cool. But when you start to ask questions or when you start to say things that are like real time, then I know you're there. Then I'm telling you what, you want to get the best teachings out of me. You want the Holy Spirit in me to speak be over there and be engaged and be active because I will, I'll do my best to take notice. But even if I don't see it now, I will come back and engage with that. And that often helps me build content for the future because I'm, we're only here to serve. I'm not creating these things for me, although they have benefited me, but that I'm trying to help that person that feels stuck, that feels a little crazy and you love God, but you're wondering how come I'm just, I, I cannot get past this. Okay. All right. So if I'm addressing to you, and you know what? I don't know. Could somebody just leave a comment? I think my um, comments, would you just say something? Let me know. Because I'm seeing a lot of you here, but zero comments. Usually I get a hello or a hi, and that could be my Facebook app. I'm always so worried. They do upgrades all the time. And then if I don't have the upgrade, I'm not going to see it. Oh, I think you guys... 
All right, so here's the deal. You're still gonna leave comments. I'm not getting them. I will come back and I will, I will answer comments as I can come back to this post, all right? I'm so sorry about that. This is one of the main reasons coming over on this page. We have a community page, Revelation Wellness Community. You're invited to it um, where we can do more um, off-the-cuff stuff. I answer more questions back there. I'm, we're over on this page in and off, you know, in and out a little bit, but it's more personal back in the community page. So now I can't even see your comments. So I'm sorry. That really blows. All right, here we go. Let's jump right in. Uh, question. I've already asked it. Do you feel stuck? Do you wonder why you can't make the long-term change? Why don't the changes that you've made last? Anyone had that? You've had some good starts, but you cannot finish. Good starts, it doesn't hold its momentum, and you feel like, you know what? It's just not for me. All right, so that is a question that everyone is asking. That's a, the world is asking that question. This is why all the self-development courses exist. This is why you get all the rah-rahs, the conferences, the you can do it, and you just got to commit, and you got to stop lying to yourself, and all the good information. And that is all really good information, but it's not getting to the root. Because we could have another, I just need to read another book, or I need to take another program, or I need another better, I need a better teacher, right? We can do that over and over. And that's the thing that like, oh, I, I want to help. I want to stop that right there so that you don't spend more energy and time doing something. If the root system isn't healthy, the rest of the tree won't be. We're like all busy painting fruit on the tree, trying to make change and okay, I'll do it. And we, and we're not getting to that root system unless the root system changes the work won't. And you know, there's a lot of great books written uh, about habit. So uh, one of the things like to make change requires a habit. I have to create a new habit, a new habit of thought, a new habit of doing. A lot of great books, and I've read them. I've read uh, The Power of Habit, Atomic Habits, great book. They're all great, so read them. But again, they're, it, both those books don't get down to a core place. So there's some of you that you're like, I'm finally so that I don't have any problems, but I'm, tr I'm trying to get after those of you who have disqualified yourself because you're like, it just doesn't happen. It continues. I'm out. Everyone else is going and going on with their life, but I can't get there. So you quietly read a book, you quietly take a program and nothing's changing. Listen to this teaching. Please stay with me and listen. Okay. So as I mentioned, the foundation is where, where this is why this is this teaching is important. It's going to help us for 2020 and all our fitness challenges and everything we do it. And I'm telling you, this is new information for me. This is new for me. And I'm actually putting this into practice and it's changing everything for me. The foundation we've talked about before. If you know here at Revelation Wellness, we're going to tell you, oh yeah, my foundation is God. Okay, that's great. Yes, we agree with that. And if you've done any of our other challenges, if you've done any programs with us, and that's one of our core, core values, God first, that's the foundation. Okay, but yet nothing changes. What's that? What's up with that? I love God. Yes, it's God. I'm still doing it. What's going on, Elisa? All right, so here's the core of that. I have literally sat with that and I put myself in your shoes and I partly am in, my, in your shoes. There's some things in my life where I'm like, I still have those thoughts. I still have that response or that reaction. I still get triggered by that. I still, you know, again, you'll look at my body and be like, oh, she's totally fit. Listen, you can have a really beautiful outside and inside there's just things, not pretty, not clean. 
and I need to get like, God, let's get in there and clean that out. What is that? So this is stuff I put into practice for myself. All right. So let's, let's just break this down. If we we're going to have a new thought, or if you're gonna do a new action, right? Because that's what, that's, what, um, that's what change requires. You can't get something new unless you do something new. Can I get an amen? You can't get something new unless you do something new. Okay, so I need something new, God. We need a new thought, we need a new plan, we need to do something new. Let me know if you need something new. Say, I need something new, okay. So that's where I've been hanging out with Lord because all these steps are great. All right, yes, um, like atomic habits. One of his things he'll say is like, you need to start thinking with the identity of who you are. So instead of thinking about what you're supposed to do, think about who you want to be. So if you um, know that you need to write a book and you're like, I need to do that. Well, don't back it up. Think more about your identity as a writer. I'm a writer and you kind of live your life in that identity. Okay, great. I love that. It's a great tip. But still, <laughs> I'm like, I, okay, that's my new identity. But then still, why don't I do it? Or why can I do it for a little amount of time? And then it just kind of falls apart. So when I'm, I'm, I'm sitting and just thinking about new, reading, thinking about new, and then the Lord took me right to Romans 2.4. And Romans 2.4 says, and this is Paul. He's talking to Romans 1 is all about, listen, there's a God. Don't worship created things, worship creator God. Don't believe lies, believe truth. Don't exchange lies or don't exchange truth for lies. Like kind of saying, listen, this is all a worship thing. And then in Romans 2, he goes on to say, and listen up all you religious people. You're just as guilty of this too. Don't judge. There's a judgment that will come back on you. And so then he says in verse 4, and he's talking to religious people. He's talking to people that know God. He's saying, or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead us to repentance? God's kindness is meant to lead us to repentance. The word repentance means new. If you want something new, you need to repent. You need to go, you need to change direction. So anyone who's living in the world system of getting better, I got to try new things. I got a new development program. I'm going to do this because I know I'm called to it and you're just doing it. And you're kind of like, have no intention of having God anywhere nearby. Okay. That's go do that. But what we, the scripture tells us, God's word says that will become foolishness. Uh, because to worship the, the world and the things, it's foolishness. So you need God as the core. God is the, the foundation. Now we've talked about that, and that's true. So repentance means to turn back towards God, to bring your heart back towards Him. So all new things that even have a chance at lasting must have a heart towards God, an awareness towards God, a knowing towards God. To have something new, you have to know God, who is all things new. He makes all things new. So trying to do anything new without God, it's like building a house on sand, a foundation of, or a house with straw. The winds come, the fires come, it's going down. Might not be initially, but at some point it goes down. So we repent is to turn towards God, to have a new direction you go, and not just a new direction, but a new thought and a new purpose. So your motives now are for the purposes of God, not for yourself. That's crucial. So if it's weight loss, if your weight loss is like, I just really want to lose this weight, 
you can do that. I can help you today. We can count some calories, make it happen. But if you want it to last and you want it to set you free, it's got to go towards God. Because this is all, all this world, everything you can touch, taste, see, feel here is setting you up to know the goodness of God, to taste and see and hear that he's good. And yes, there's been cruddy things that have happened to you. And those cruddy things have intersected into your brain. They've, they've cut off, have eroded a healthy pathway for living in the goodness of God, in the kindness of God. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Kindness leads us to new ways. Go read Luke 15, all about the prodigal son, and you will see how kind this God is. You got a son who has gone the wrong way and he's turning back to come a new way. And he doesn't even need to say he's sorry. As soon as he turns towards the father, the father in his kindness is running towards him, embracing him, dressing him in the best robes, throwing the biggest party. This is the kindness of God. And it's that kindness that leads us to repentance. The word repentance means you get an opportunity at something new. Without repentance, nothing new. Something different, maybe, but it won't be new. It won't be like this is from heaven to earth. Repentance brings us towards God's heart and heaven comes to earth. You can know things you never could have known before. You can receive things you never could receive. That no program, no best book written by a New York Times bestseller is going to give it to you what God can give to you. There is a hidden place inside of you that only God can go. Only God and it's for God only. And when he is there, it's kindness. Okay, now kindness. This is what's crucial. This is it. This is it. This is it. This is why if you find yourself in that same pattern over and over, like you, you come back, you, you were not built on the kindness of God. It's his kindness that keeps us in his presence. It's his nature. It's to dwell on his kindness, not on his in his assumption that we should be better, or even the fact that you've got what it takes, you have the Holy Spirit in you know, get out there and do it. That's not God. God is just kind. Now, the word kindness means the obvious, pleasant, kind, easy, good, better, not harsh, not sharp, not bitter, not hard, not sharp, not bitter. Y'all, there ain't nobody more sharp to you than you. There is a hardness in us. We're hard on others because we're hard on ourselves. We're hard on ourselves because somebody wasn't soft and kind to us. Can I get an amen? This is the healing of your brain. If you want something new to last, it's got to be built on the kindness of God. The kindness. There's a book out that has changed. Uh, you can't get it. I got an early copy. I actually heard about the book, went to the author, and I said, I need a copy. I'm a, I have a podcast. I'll get you on it. But I have heard just the title of the book had me. And it's called Try Softer. Try Softer. It's by Andy Kobler. You can pre-order it now. I encourage you. I have her coming on the podcast in January. It's called Try Softer. She's a therapist. EMDR does all these things, but loves Jesus, shares her story, and goes just kind of trying to make that heart change of like, 
things were coming out of her as you're loving God, you're like, what is wrong? And she's a therapist and she starts to go, here's what's going on. This is how we heal our souls. This is how we heal our minds. It's a great book, but I just, the title alone says it all. Try softer. It's the kindness, the softness, the gentleness, the goodness of God that leads us to new things. And not only leads us, but takes us. It keeps us new. It keeps going and going and it lasts. God's kindness is also connected to his grace. <laughs> his grace is super kind. I teach this often at instructor training retreat that the only way out of a stronghold is a radical act of kindness. The only way out of one and God's grace and mercy and forgiveness is a radical, radical act of kindness to all humanity for anyone who would so believe that the kindness of God says, come on in. I know you hate your body. I know you hate your husband. I know you feel hurt. I know you feel scared. Come on in, make yourself at home. Enter my rest, enter my kindness, try softer. Don't try harder. Okay, so now I'm going to be practical. I'm going to do a part two on this because there are many ways that we can train kindness. Train kindness. It becomes just a, a concept if we don't actually put it into practice. Because you would all agree with that, right? Like kindness seems a lot better than shoving or bullying people or pushing or prodding or telling them, get in there and do it. You got what it takes. You do. That's true but it's built on his kindness. I say often, if you can't say it in kindness, it's not ready to be said. If you can't think kindly, you're not ready to speak <laughs> until you can get kindness. Now, let's put this into practice. There's a lot of ways we can put it into practice. Actually, let me just, there's a few things that I wrote down that I need you to hear. If you fix your body by lifting weights before you heal your brain by becoming more attuned to yourself, more aware, I'm being hard on myself. I'm being, when you're hard on others, it's because you're hard on yourself. Repeat after me, put it in the comments. When I'm hard on others, it's because I'm hard on myself. I am holding a standard for others that I have held for myself. I have expectations of others that I have placed on God. I have expectations. And those are hard, sharp, bitter, and pressing. If my expectations don't lead me closer to the kindness of God, that God is kind, I don't have to understand. I just have to believe in his kindness and receive his kindness. Then I can let everyone go. Everyone's free. Everyone's free in my book. Everyone is free. And I'm going to tell you, a couple days ago, somebody did something to me that I could have gone all out old school ghetto. Like I could have, it was so wrong. It was so wrong, so wrong. <laughs> but I had to put into practice kindness, kindness to myself because I really wanted to be hard on her, but nope, nope, nope. And I had to pull it back, put into practice all these things that I'm going to be teaching you, not only in a couple upcoming weeks. So listen to the podcast, but also, um, in our, in our next challenge as well. So if you fix your body by lifting weights before you heal your brain by becoming more attuned or self-aware, you're missing the way to achieving a long-term goal, right? It, you've got attunement, self-awareness. I am thinking hard thoughts. I really want to punch them. 
I'm really afraid and I want to react. We have to get to, and this is what Andy talks about in her book a lot, is this, the response that we have, just that automatic place. And that's not your fault. It's gotten you this far. It's helped you survive. That's a lot of limbic brain, young, early brain stuff. Before you had a prefrontal lobe that was closed where you could reason and have empathy and have a place for kindness. And you don't really get that until you're in your mid-20s, everyone. I have a teenager sitting over there. She doesn't fully get kindness yet. I have to model it to her. She doesn't have to earn it. God knows she didn't earn it. There are many things that she does. That I go, that doesn't make any sense. I should withhold my love for you. But my prefrontal lobes are closed. And I know the goodness of God. So when I begin to become aware of my goodness is starting to leak out of me, there's something in me. That's something for me to go to work on to receive the kindness of God. If you want a lasting change, it found, it's, it's founded on the kindness of God. If you move your body in love before you have received God's loving kindness, you might be able to attain your goal, but you won't ever be free. Let me say that again. If you move your body in love, so yeah, I'm going out and doing it. I'm loving people. Before you have received God's loving kindness, I can't give what I don't have. I can say I'm doing this all in good work and charity, but if you move out in love without receiving God's love, you might be able to attain your goal, but you will never be free. It will trip you up somewhere and you will hold people accountable. You will have claims against people, needs of people that they were never meant to meet. You won't be free. And I'm telling you, this is all the neuroscience is in about healing the body. If you've, if you had cancer, any chronic illness, it's proven having nasty, bitter thoughts does not serve a purpose. It actually multiplies the cortisol in our bodies, which then opens us up for destruction of cells rather than a building up a protective barrier of health. As a man thinks, so he is. If you think destructively, so you will destroy and be a destroyer. But if you think kindly, now here's the next, here's the things, three things I'm going to close with today. And I'm going to do a part two on this with another practical steps of, of kindness, but this is all within the, the places of trying softer. So the next time that you feel hard on yourself about your body, you look in the mirror and you feel hard about it, or you feel somebody said something, you're experiencing this physical world in a way that is actually making you feel less free more angry or upset or triggered or depressed or anxious or critical or all those things, right? Come on, lower vibration of energy, things that make you come, they, they make you fold your body. Nobody was angry and opened their hearts and chest and smiled. No, you can't do that. Our body is telling us something. So when I begin to feel, and you can feel it in your body, and that's the first thing I want you to try and begin to practice is to have openness, three O's, openness. So open yourself, open yourself, because that's what kindness does. Kindness opens doors. Kindness pulls out chairs. Just this morning, our dog got out, and um, I didn't know that. I get a phone call, and this gentleman's like, do you own a dog? Yeah, and immediately my heart started beating, like, oh my gosh, I mean, we love our dog. Everyone loves your family dog. The gentleman was so nice, like, I have him. I'll bring him to you, and he brings him in and, or he brings him here and we're like, Stanley's home. And this guy was so happy to like help us. And I was so happy that he helped us 
that kindness is a shared experience. So when I open myself up to kindness, I can receive kindness. Whoops, sorry, problem. It's a shared thing. So with kindness, I begin to open. I can open the door. I open the door to this kindness, the guy returning the dog. He had an open smile. That's what kindness does. It opens up. So you have to have openness of like, okay, I am experiencing whatever it is. There it is. But I open myself up to it. I don't shut myself down to fear. So first thing to try softer, to have kindness become the foundation of knowing God. Because if you know God and don't know kindness, you don't know our God. You don't know the God of Yahweh God, the one true God. To know God and not have kindness is where a lot of us are. And we wonder why we're stuck. We wonder why we're stuck. That's the kindness of God to be like, eh, I'm not going to let you go any further until you really know my heart. You, I need you to know my heart for you. Because when we know his heart, this body thing, this, this experience in the physical world becomes a joy and an adventure. Doesn't mean it's going to be without pain and suffering. It will, but suffering connects us to God and to one another. Because not only is kindness a shared experience, but joy, uh, suffering is a shared experience. So we have to be open, open to like, huh, I'm struggling right now. I'm shaming my body. An openness, an awareness, a mindfulness of what you're doing. So everyone, I release on you a spirit of awareness, of observation. And that's the next O, three O's, openness. So open yourself up to the experience. Open yourself up to, I'm shaming myself. Okay, I'm aware of that. Next is to observe it, have observation of it. This is the heart of God. His door's open. It's open to anyone who would say, God, are you there? Yes, I'm here. My door's open. I want you to know Jesus. I want you to know my son. I want you to know the price he paid because the price he paid opened the door for everyone. My kindness is open towards you. And then observation just means I can just observe it. I don't have to judge it. I don't have to condemn it. I don't have to become a married to the decision of it. I can just observe it, right? And just see the difference of someone that's an observer versus a player. Someone that is watching this thing happen versus in it happening. This is where I'm like, I am done. Anyone give me an amen if you're done being a pawn on the chessboard of the enemy. He's just playing you. And it's when you don't have openness, when you're closed down, when you begin to self-protect, when you begin to feel small, when you shut your heart down, when you're thinking small thoughts, he's got you. But if you can open yourself up, become observant, be an observer of what's going on, watch it. So this is where you almost have to come outside of your body in a bit. You got to like watch it and be like, oh, hmm. And you can do all of this in the quiet of your breath. Because the worst thing is if we, the, not the worst, the more challenging thing is in our response, we say things, we spew, we, we sin by doing. It's not sinful to think a thought. It's when you act upon that thought, when you do. Sin is a, it's a verb. It's, it's doing the wrong thing that usually comes from thinking, believing, and feeling the wrong thing. It's not to know God. It's not to know his kindness. If Adam and Eve had remembered the kindness of God, had really known his kindness, so known it in their knower, they would have known the lie. They would have known it. 
but they didn't know. And I don't know if it wasn't enough time. We also know that we were open to free will. This is how the story went and this is how it is. So you and I have a way back home. We can open ourselves up to be observant, to go, huh, there's another road I can take here. And the third thing is to be objective. If you want to try softer, be objective. That means no judgment. (laughs) No judging them, no judging you because you are hard on others because you're hard on yourself. And that's why things don't last. So objective. I, I I don't have to have an opinion on this. I don't have to throw my opinion around. I don't have to force people into this. I don't need you to do this in order for me to have freedom. I'm just going to have freedom objectively. I don't understand it, but I'm watching it. I see what you just said back to my couple days ago. It was so wrong. What was said? I was like, "Ah, I don't even know, but the kindness of God led me to, you can just watch this and now partner with me in what to do next. And he did. He told me what to do next. And there are things that I'm always going to continually learn so that I can become the, have that heart of God, the kindness of God. Repentance and kindness. Try softer. Openness. Observation. This is why, and just on observation, you want to practice this right now, everyone. If you're not driving, Take a minute to just look around your environment and observe. Go. It's good to turn your neck. right there observing you're you're modeling in your body and in your mind what you will what you do and who you are when the emotional storm comes or the pain or the suffering or the bad news you become oh i know how to just look at a storm i i read in a book i can't remember who wrote it but It's saying like our negative emotions are really just like a bird flying through the air. And you can just watch it fly by. (laughs) I love that. I'm like, that's so true. I can just look at it, go by. Okay. Now this is not us becoming anesthetized. This is us becoming so aware. And we have to feel that. We have to notice I'm condemning myself. I'm scared. Whatever I am, I'm feeling it in my heart. I'm feeling it in my shoulders. I'm clenching my jaw. My hands are tight. I'm rounding my shoulders. I'm, I'm furrowing my brow. I'm clenching my jaw. I feel sick in my stomach. My hands are sweating. My stomach is aching. I can't breathe. Whatever it is, let, let that become. I can observe that and then stand back and watch it. Watch it play. It's just getting that distance right there is self-awareness. That's the ability to come to ourselves so that we can go to God who says, come, come my way. Repentance based on my kindness. I have kindness for you in this, Elisa. All right. 
I would say leave your questions. Can't read any of them. It's so frustrating, you guys. I'm so sorry. I mean, I see there's like 77 of you here right now. So yay. Thank you for staying. Thank you for watching. I'm sure there's some comments. Um, do you want more teaching on this? Let me know. It's so backwards in so many ways. And a lot of what we offer, like RevWell TV, we want you to move your body. We want you to move your body. Because again, I will stand by... There are things, as uh, Jim Quick says, as your body moves, your brain grooves. When you go for a walk, when you go for a run, and you think, you think clearly, or you process your day, you don't escape your day. You can actually create new, higher thoughts, prefrontal medial cortex, getting healthy, so that you can create new neural pathways. Now, but how do we solidify those pathways? How do we make them last? How do we make that change last? Well. There's that information. You made it emotional by running. That imprints it, but rooted in the kindness of God. If you want it to stick and go, then it's this Thanksgiving. We're a couple days from Thanksgiving. Man, we just give thankfulness to God for that he'd be this kind to us, that we can get a new way. And I know that means you got to get honest about this hurts God. This is whatever's going on, but it's his kindness that wants to come in so that you would have lasting change, but it's built on kindness. And you, don't, you, you will know the measure of your kindness, how you doing with people, <laughs> all right? You wanna be on, like, how you doing with people? How you doing with the ones that really irritate you? The ones who have wronged you? The ones that you go, you know, that's just too much, that's inexcusable. How you doing with them? Because that's what the Lord's getting after, because that's freedom. When we can forgive, when we can release and let go, and we can be observational, we can be objective, and we can be open. Mm. When the church becomes this, more open, more objective, and more observing, we take in that information, and then we figure out the kindness of God. What would the kindness of God do here? Not fearing or bowing to man. Because some of us would go, well, then we just be kind to everyone and everything's good. And it's all, well, mm. Because <laughs> it's his truth that sets us free. We want, we want to be free. We want to stay free. We want other people free. How do we take truth and root it in kindness? And kindness in being people that are open to all, the doors open. The doors open. Be observant, not judging. Right? Or, or not not acting, respond, just observing, cool in our soul, and then objective, not judging, just watching it, not having, we don't put the hammer or the gavel down. That's what God does. But we can be objective. And objective has a lot to do with empathy. So I'm going to do another teaching on that, raising our empathy, because that's part of healing the brain, for sure. So all of this, try softer, kindness, 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 be kind to you. I think we're going to make that shirt again that says, be kind to you. We had one years ago. Be kind to you. But it starts with open yourself, observe what you're doing. Don't be judgmental of yourself or others. Start there today, and that's a great way to try softer. All right. Sorry, can't answer your questions. Um, let me pray. I'd love to pray for us. So Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for your kindness. It's your kindness that gives us thanksgiving, the ability to give thanks. You are the reason for thanksgiving, God. There's so much to be thankful for. But we thank you right now for your kindness. 
that you're not sharp, that you're not harsh, that you're not bitter, but you are pleasant, you're kind, you are easy, and you are good, and you are better than anything else, Lord. I pray for those that are hearing this message, Lord, that you would do something new in their brains, their neurons, Lord, and create a pathway for kindness, to receive your kindness, God. I thank you that you want to make a way to bring the ultimate divine healing to all your people, Lord. So have, have your way, God, have your way. And may we be people of greater kindness today, Lord. Help us to see when we're being tested, to know this is an opportunity to let kindness come in. Thank you for the gift of this platform and the people of Revelation Wellness who listen and share and teach. We praise you for all that you want to offer us. It's more than we can even ask. In Jesus' name, amen. By the way, side note, the word kindness also means fit for use. As used in Romans 2.4, the kindness of God that leads us to repentance, it's his kindness that makes us fit. If you don't have kindness, you don't have fitness. I'll just leave it right there. I'll drop the mic on that. All right, you guys, thanks so much. Um, I'll probably make this into a podcast. You can listen to the podcast if you missed, the, missed it or want to relearn it or share it. I'm going to do a part two on kindness and repentance, a new way to go for lasting change. Love you guys. Have a great day. Peace.